This is In the Trenches, Broadcast 37. Welcome to In the Trenches, where entrepreneurs, artists, writers, designers, inventors, warriors, and leaders share their stories of doing the hard, creative work that impacts all of our lives. Let the journey inspire you to do something worthwhile, build something bold, and create your life's work. And now, your host, Tom Morgus. Welcome back, everyone, to another broadcast of In the Trenches. Today's guest is Simon Graner of The Simon Graner Show. He, it is a business-related podcast, and he's had some incredible guests, including among many others, Chris Cerrone, Chris Brogan, Michael O'Neill, and I know just recently uh, uh, a good friend of mine, John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, Jordan Harbinger, and so many others. And Simon's show is really a, a powerhouse show, I think, in my opinion. If you're interested in business, you, sh- you should listen to it. If you want to start your own business, you should definitely be listening to it. But we're, today we're going to get into a little bit about how Simon started that, uh, how he's used maybe what we might call strategic interviewing um, to put himself in front of people um, and, and get and, and, and how he's managed to leverage those those interviews to building lasting relationships with great people. So Simon, hey man, thanks so much for showing up and, and joining us today on this this call. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, so let's get right to it. I, I, I gave a brief, albeit probably not uh, the best intro to what you're doing, <laughs> so I apologize for that. But tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're doing. Sure. So, um, like currently what I'm doing or like a, a backstory? Let's do, let's do a little bit of a backstory and then we'll get to kind of what you're working on right now. Okay, sure. I'll give you the sort of like the one minute back background on, on Simon. So I've been a, an entrepreneurial minded type person. I haven't been an entrepreneur for my entire life necessarily because I've had jobs and sort of thing, but, um, I've, I've always thought outside the box and I've always done things. I've started various different companies that have failed and, and succeeded. And, um, in my professional life, I, I worked for a tech company for a little while called Grubhub. And then I, I built a, a financial services practice, the old school way offline for, for a little over two years into a very successful and profitable business. And then I recently left that in the last few months to do coaching consulting. And obviously what I'm doing now is the primary hub of what I'm doing is interviewing extremely influential and entrepreneurial people. And, um, frankly, just interviewing people that I want to learn from. And, and there's, a very, there's a very specific strategy to pretty much everything that I'm doing with this. So we can get into that if you want. But, um, but that, that's basically what I'm doing now in, in, in the world of audience building and um, hopefully some, some digital courses and that sort of thing coming out, which we talked a little bit about offline before we started recording as well. So, mm-hmm. No, I think it's awesome. And I definitely do want to get into, uh, into if we can, really all those topics. But let's start first and foremost, because I, I thought this was this was fascinating, kind of how, how we started the conversation about you know wh- why you started started your podcast, why you started your show, and you had mentioned the, the and, and maybe I misinterpreted, but it was, it was strategic interviewing, or you use the word strategic, which I like, as opposed to say something kind of more generic like like networking, but that there's mm-hmm. there's a thought process that goes goes into why you started the show and who and, and the purpose beyond it. So tell me a little bit about that and why like what what that means. And, and why you're doing that? It's a great question. So I think in this in this world of um, like blogging or podcasting or anything where it, it's 
it's like content creation related. I think that there's a lack of focus on what people's objectives are. And I think that there's people, John Lee Dumas is a great example of someone who's doing an awesome job of inspiring people to start podcasts. Um, but you see a lot of people that start podcasts or they start blogs and it's like, what's your purpose with this? Like, what are you, what are you looking to accomplish? Like, um, I talked to a, a friend of mine, Scott Reinen, and he uses his podcast specifically to interview people that could be his clients. So he interviews people that are, um, like sports stars and he has a branding firm and he interviews people that maybe need his services <laughs> and talks about their personal brand. And then they're like, oh, whoops, looks like I need to hire you for $10,000 or whatever for my personal brand. So there's no cookie cutter format for what you do. It's just like, what's the purpose behind what you're doing? And I think the why, anyone can start something and, and the how-tos and tutorials are all there for anything you want to do. There's, there's no reinventing the wheels for anything anymore. It's just like, why are you doing it and why should you do it? And what's your purpose that you're looking to accomplish with it? So would you say that it's basically essential that you start with the purpose? You start with that why? I think so. I mean, it's, it's, it's very difficult to accomplish anything if you don't know what you're trying to accomplish or, or even if you don't know what you want to accomplish. Like, for instance, like my journey, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know 100% what I wanted. And I knew that by interviewing people, because I'm so curious, by interviewing people that are success, more successful than me, I could learn and, and sort of carve my path by doing it that way. But that, and that's why my show is so conversational and so just curiosity driven versus like 19 questions because I don't care what everyone's favorite book is. Um, I just want to know why they're successful. You know what I mean? No, for sure. Um, and I want to, I want to know that, that shortcut that they took and then I can, I can shorten my path to success. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny um, because the reason I started in the trenches. This this podcast was there was no grander vision than simply I was like I need a reason to have conversations with people. <laughs> and I was right. like, would they give me the time of day if I said, hey, you don't know me, but I want to take up thirty minutes of your time? Uh, delete right. Yep. But presenting it as a podcast, say, hey, I want to promote you. I want to promote your stuff to my audience. It was it's the perfect segue, and I've gotten the, like you said the opportunity. To to get in front of people that maybe maybe I'm undeserving of getting in front of, um, actually completely undeserving of, you know, <laughs> and, and and yet now they're giving me their time. And the cool part about a podcast, sorry, now I'm, I want to get this back to you in a second, but is is really that you can because you you mentioned being curiosity based and, and the conversational piece of it, which I, I think I very much am, and it's the same way. It's like it's almost like free consulting, right? <laughs> <You know? laughs> totally. So tell me a little bit about your show then, like why, like you're strategically why why you set it up, um, you know, in terms of and, well, you kind of cover that, but what the has it has it since you started it that way, it was to get in front of these these great people. Has it segued into anything more than that? Can you, I guess, can you change a strategy? Um, does that question make sense? Totally, totally. Um, I named my show the Simon Graner Show because. I wanted it to evolve and I want it to continue to evolve. And it's, it is basically a business show where I'm, there's a, there's like one or two people that aren't directly related to business, but it's, if it's not business, it's personal development. So it's, I mean, I, I sort of lump business and personal development into the same category. And I have a tagline, which I'm dropping actually, by the way, it's level up your life in business, which is just kind of just like a bogus tagline that I put up there. It's like the minimum viable podcast, minimum podcast, podcast that I put out there. And um, just because I wanted to put my voice out there and start and start to learn what my voice was. And I knew that I had a lot of things inside my head. 
and I'd taken a lot of action before. So I knew that I had value to provide, even if it was just curiosity, but I, I wanted to just start it. And I think like by starting it and then seeing where it goes and then taking strategic action, like, so I, I lined up a speaking engagement at Columbia College here in Chicago because of my podcast. So I just talked to someone that I, that I knew and they're like, oh, I lead a, an economics class. And then there's another class that does this entrepreneurship thing. And I was like, sweet, I would love to speak to your class. And now I'm speaking in front of like a hundred people. It's free, but I don't care because I, who doesn't want to speak in front of a hundred people? It's just good practice. So, um, I, I try to open up and it's also opened up different doors for, for consulting, which is just people just to just come to me and said, I need to do something. And you seem like a guy that might be able to help me with it. You know what I mean? So, um, I think being open to in the world of entrepreneurship, you have to be open to tan- a little bit of tangents, maybe, and a little bit of just creativity because there's there's no one paving the road for you. You have to pave it for yourself, and sometimes you have to like literally put the gravel down and then put the concrete on top of it because it, on on dirt <laughs> almost all the time because there's no one doing it before you. So. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm coming at this from the perspective of somebody who might be listening, who might be interested in starting something, not necessarily sure what, uh, say maybe they even have an interest in podcasting. Uh, you know, what, what you said, minimal viable podcast, right? So <laughs> like, what is, what is the, what is the basic stuff that somebody has to have when it comes to, uh, you know, a strategic vision of what they're doing? What's like that? What is that? What, what is that minimum, you know, viable strategy? And then what is, what does that product have to look like for it to actually be I guess something worthwhile or something that can grow. Yeah, it's that's a great question. And um, number one, that that's that's sort of borrowed from Eric Reese's Lean Startup, the minimum viable product, where he just says like, get something out into the market instead of being a perfectionist. And in hindsight, like my audio quality is not as good as it should be, and I just spent fifteen hundred dollars yesterday on audio equipment. Like, and it's really going to be good quality. Um, and, and so like now, like the purpose that I did it with a USB microphone and just like a basic, and some people are like, your content's awesome, but your audio sucks. And, and I'm still have like 8,000 organic downloads without cheating, um, in like six weeks or whatever. And I'm getting some good guests and the people that are listening like it and they're, they're bypassing the bad audio, but don't focus so much on the tech. And there, there's always tutorials. Go to Pat Flynn, go to John Lee Dumas, go to um, Podcast Answer Man, and they'll give you the basics for what you need. But you can start with a USB microphone if, and, and, and just start talking into it. But I would, I would focus more on like what value are you going to be talking about? Like what are you going to be doing on the show that's going to make anyone listen? Like why would anyone tune in? If you were a listener, why would someone even want to listen to your show? And who, who is that person? Um, and maybe it's you, maybe it's like, you're talking, you just want to solve problems for yourself. So you just ask the people that you want to learn about, you want to be the best gardener in the world. So you ask the world-class gardeners how they did it. And, and then aspiring garden people come and (laughs) listen to your show or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, but I think it's just taking that step and taking that action. And I think the imperfect action is more important than, having everything packaged up. Look at John Lee Dumas. He's, he's reiterated and innovated his show ever since the beginning. His design is always changing. He didn't start with the world's best podcast. And it's, it's now is a very, very good podcast because he's done, took in so much massive action. Yeah, I love that. You know, what's also fascinating too is, is the story you brought up earlier about the, the guy who does the, the sports brand. Mm-hmm. And he set it up then in particular strategically. Again, you, maybe not the 
overuse that word here, but I, but it is right. exactly <laughs> that. It is exactly that, and it's saying I have this this business. It's a it's a consulting business or something like that, or or a branding business. What's the best way to? It's it, it's a it's a question of, and you've read the link startup, so you'll get this. But it's mm-hmm. a question of like sales channels and marketing channels and how you mm-hmm. reach your your customer. What a I think what a brilliant way to reach them without being with being like the opposite of sales. I mean, sure. What are your thoughts on that? I love it. I mean, I, I uh, I'm 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 actually trying to parlay my podcast into doing some consulting, and I'm trying to like basically get into a startup as as a very where they pay me and like basically consulting um, to help them grow. And I'm leveraging my podcast as a vehicle that says, that gives me some credibility in the online marketing space for that sandbox industries. Basically I sent them an email this morning actually. So um, I think I apologize. Well, (laughs) I just, I just, uh, I forgot your question. The the strategic thing. Yeah. Well, it was just, you know, actually it wasn't really a question. It was more a thought put out there and it was the concept of like using it as, in 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 particular, a podcast to be essentially like the, the perfect like sales channel, marketing channel. Yeah. I, so 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 I'm obsessed with that because I'm obsessed with the idea that I can email like now my mindset. I can I come from a sales background, so it's like from from the salesman's perspective, it's all about gatekeepers. Like you can't you can't access people. Like you can't access a CEO. And I just interviewed Michael Stelzner, and I have no reason to interview Michael Stelzner if I'm a software salesperson only. If I'm Simon Graner and I sell software to Michael Stelzner, he does not want to talk to me because everyone tries to sell Michael Stelzner software. But if I'm Simon Graner, I am the host of a show where I interview people that are entrepreneurial and I also happen to have a software sales business or whatever your backend business is, it doesn't matter. But you can get away with being a media company and, and all these people are like John Lee Dumas is a business person. Chris Brogan is a business person. Michael Stelzner is a business person. And they, they get away with pretending to be a media company on the front with this massive business on the back end. And it's genius. And I'm obsessed with that. So I think it's a great tactic for that's exactly Scott Ryan's getting away with being a host of a media company show to funnel directly business into his business to drive revenue. <laughs> um, and he gets away with it. It works. It's working great. So, yeah. Here, here's a question for you. You, you know, I, I'm hearing that, and I think to myself too. It's one of those things that I, I think when a lot of people perceive, like, look at the landscape, whether it's podcasting or blogging, and they say, "Oh man, there's thousands of shows out there. There's thousands of blogs out there. Every, every, every niche and every, every, you know, industry, whatever, has been covered. It's too competitive. And I also, but I think to myself, I, I, well, I obviously I don't think that way. But I, I wonder when I look at that and, I, and I, I, I see that reaction, I wonder if something like this is a great example of how the landscape is completely not is not tapped at all because you can get so hyper specific and you can you can use it as a part of the sales funnel to something larger. Does that yeah. make sense at all? Yeah, it does. I, I think that there's um, there's always an excuse to be made for why you can't do something and. I started the most world's most generic show where I interview successful entrepreneurs and it's, it's the name is my own name. You know what I mean? Like what? And it's a podcast. It's like, that's the most generic thing. And it's a general business show. Like what could be more generic than that? It's, it's, there's no niche. It's just, and, and I'm getting people to listen to it. Like I'm getting like 500 to a thousand or whatever listens per, per episode. And I'm, I haven't even done any guest posting yet. I haven't done any outreach beyond just doing my interview show. 
like, which is a bad strategy. I realize that, but I mean, there's always, there's 7 billion people in the world. And if you look at all the, the 450 people that have a business show or have a, whatever, whatever your niche is, if you do want to have a niche that have a show or have a, a, a business, there's enough for everybody. You know what I mean? There's, there's how many people haven't solved all of their problems in their life. And then there's needs to be people to solve those problems. So, um, there's always room, I think for, yeah. for a good, for a good product or a good business. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, before we uh, started recording as well, we talked a little bit about, um, social media and stuff like that. So we were, we've been kind of talking about podcasting and the idea of, you know, getting in front of people that maybe you wouldn't otherwise have access to. And I thought that was pretty fascinating, but tell me a little bit about, you also mentioned the concept of getting, being in the right place at the right time. Can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So I had a really good strategy that I've been waiting to uh, divulge. But I, number one, I'll give you, I'll give you the, the whole play by play. But I was interviewed. I, I was coached by Navid Moazes. He helped me launch my podcast. So I, I, that was my shortcut to like getting my podcast up and new and noteworthy and whatever. So he helped me for one month get my podcast up there, and we've built a relationship and a friendship. So we keep in contact a decent amount. He lives in Stockholm, Sweden. I've never even met him live, just via Skype. And we're friends now. And he introduced me to a person that's local in Chicago, Andy Cristadina, because of he he interviewed him and however we knew each other, it doesn't matter. But he introduced me to Andy. Andy gave me a free pass to this conference, which is like $250, a free ticket, like as a speaker's guest. I've never even met him one time. He's just like, you trust Navid. I trust Navid. Great. You can come to this conference two days before it started. So I went to this conference. And I knew no one. Like I know I haven't tapped into literally anyone in the in the online world or the, the digital marketing space or the entrepreneurship world really in Chicago. I just haven't yet. Um, and I don't know why. I've been connecting with people all over the world in the United States, but not locally in Chicago, even though I live in the heart of Chicago. So I'm like, I, I need to connect like with the people in Chicago that matter. So I look at the the speakers roster for Content Jam and I look at all the speakers. And there's three hundred and fifty people that are attending this event. So I'm thinking like if I'm going to meet and connect with anyone, it can't be everyone. I don't have time for that because it's, it's only six hours long. This conference, it's a one day thing. So I went and I looked at all the speakers and I added them to a Twitter list. So I looked up all their Twitter handles and I added them all to a Twitter handle, a private Twitter list of all the speakers, Twitter handles. And then I literally just went in and I looked at their bios and anything that was unique. And if they, they liked cookies, like they're like, oh, I'm, I'm a speaker and I wrote 17 books and all that stuff and, and I'm great at content marketing and I love Raspberry Jam. I would tweet at them and just say, uh, why do you like Raspberry Jam so much? Or something that's just like, like completely unrelated to I want to meet you, I want to network with you, I want to like be your friend. Just, just, just something so warm that it's like, oh, my friend would ask me that. You know what I mean? And I did that with every one of them. The night before, I just was just not aggressively, but I just would just poke in or I would join the conversation. Twitter gives you that ability to join a cocktail party in a non-threatening way. It's less threatening than email even. So I did that. And the beauty of Twitter also is that your face is there. So if someone happens to see your tweet, and no one's real on Twitter anymore. So if you're real and you're not spamming people and you're just like, Hey, um, but genuinely, if you read their article and then you write something directly to them on Twitter about it, chances are they might respond. So I had five or six people out of the 15 respond back to me that night or that morning. 
And then I showed up to the conference and one of the guys was like, Hey, I saw your show. You, you have a show. Look, we should connect at the conference. He's one of the speakers. And he, I, I connected with him at the conference. He's like, Hey, Simon, like he, it's like, he knew me already. I've never met him once in my life. I've never met anyone in this entire conference once in my life. And now he's introducing me to everyone else. So then now I'm sitting with, and I go and I leverage this. So I was like, this is a cool dude. First of all, Brad Harris. And I was like, I, I leveraged this, my relationship with him to, and now I'm sitting with all the speakers that are just hanging out like between sessions or whatever. And these are all like super successful, multi-million dollar producer people that I'm just like hanging out with them. And, and they're like, who the heck is this guy? You know what I mean? But they don't care because I'm just being a normal person and I'm not trying to, um, I'm just like just being a real person and just talking to them. But, but like the beauty is that it was all built on Twitter. That's, that's what I'm obsessed with. That was maybe maybe long winded, but I think it's I think it's useful. No, that's awesome. You, I, I don't think it's long winded at all. I love it when people kind of peel back everything and, and, and show it transparently what went down. Because even if somebody doesn't use Twitter, it's still helpful to see how it went down, how you use Twitter anyway. Um, to maybe even take that same kind of strategy or same technique and apply it to whatever platform of choice. But it's yeah, to really something else. Yeah, that was just I just happened to use Twitter. It doesn't really matter if you're on something else. You do use whatever you want, or just use the phone or something. It doesn't really matter. Just the the strategy is much more important than the application. I think. Yeah. So tell me, what are you working on now? Like, what are your goals in, in terms of like moving forward and what you as far as how you built this platform? You know, what are the next next moves and next steps for you? Good question. So. I am, I'm working with my coach on that right now. And we, what we're doing is coming up with a sort of a three tiered approach and I'm, I'm launching what I, what I'm going to call interview influence, I believe, which will be sort of a three tiered product and it'll be kind of like a minimum viable product, but I'm going to soft launch it with whoever will basically be willing to to like whoever in my audience or my email list that's interested in it. And I'm going to severely discount the price and just use that as a beta test and just say like, what, like, what do you guys want? Like, this is what, this is what people have been telling me. They've been asking me. Um, I've had a lot of people ask me like, I need to start a web show. I need to do a podcast. And, and other people are just like, I just need to learn from you. And I don't really know what that is. Like, I don't know what I need to learn from you, but I feel like I have something to learn from you. And so it's difficult for me to package that up into a product and sell just like me. So part of this product is in addition to like, this is how you start your web show, which is what a lot of people are asking me is um, just like my time. So coaching, you know what I mean? Just a coaching package is maybe a little bit cheaper than I would normally price it just because I want to, I want to like productize it in that way, almost like you would with a mastermind. So that's kind of my next focus is, is, specifically generating revenue from a product-based thing from this podcast versus just coaching and consulting, which is maybe a little bit more ambiguous. And it's also prices a lot of people out that, that don't want to pay a lot. So, hmm, I think I'm going to steal that from you. I like that. I, I, I am planning something that's going to, that's, this is similar going from consulting to um, productizing it, I guess is maybe a good way to describe it. So when you present that, this is purely, this is, see, this is where I'm stealing your brain. Do it. I'm, I'm, I'm getting pre-consulted. So I'm curious, as the way you would do that, would you approach it? Basically, you mentioned obviously giving a discount because it's basically a pre-beta or something like that. You're, you're letting early birds in to help develop a program. Do you offer it in the context of saying this is like, like the way you pitch it, or, or and pitch is probably the wrong word for it, but the way you, you set the offer is, are you saying normally like this would be like, this is how much they charge for consulting? 
but because I want to productize this, I'm going to let you in at this amount or something like that? Um, yeah, I, I will maybe talk about how much I would charge for consulting. Uh, well, consulting pays more than, than selling products, like on a per client basis, but it's not scalable. And, and so that's, and that's where, so like in terms of launching it and like that, that discussion, what I'm going to do is a, is a live webinar or like a live Google hangout on air and, and I'm just going to talk about it. So it's going to have the Q and a at the end. And then I'm going to have like, these are the three tiers and it's, it's not 100% mapped out yet, but like my ultimate goal is to have a very, very premium product for around a thousand dollars. That's just comprehensive around the, the concept of interview influence. And it'll obviously give you all the tech end of it. But more importantly than that, it will give you like the why and the how and the mindset and like the purpose behind it and sort of like teach you what to like, how, how and why to do it versus just like, here's a tutorial and like now you can use this system. You know what I mean? Like, why should you use the system? So in terms of that communication, I am going to definitely tell them that it's going to be cheaper now and there's going to be some sort of urgency there. Like you're going to have three days to make a decision and then I'm going to cap it at like seven or 10 people or something, something very small. And then those people are going to be rewarded with unlimited upgrades. Like when I, when I, when I build out, like they get continued because they believed in me at the beginning. Um, that's just how I'm structuring it. And I'll have a few, probably a few different price points um, and then let them, let them pick. I love it. Uh, you know, I, I actually wish I had like another um, half an hour with you to, to, to dissect this even more. But um, poorly, I only plan for 30 minutes. So I'm going to wrap this up here at our, our 25 minute mark and say, Simon, this was awesome. Hugely beneficial. I know the audience is going to get a kick out of it. And to give the floor back to you and, and, and tell us where people can reach out to you and connect with you. Sure. So um, probably the best place um, to connect with me, I, I set up, actually set up a custom page for you. Uh, it's not live now. It'll be live when this interview goes, goes live. SimonGrander.com slash Tom Morks. And there's a free, like a video course. It's sort of like an intro to a little bit of this, but it gives you a little bit of behind the scenes of what goes on in my production and sort of thing with my video show. So um, that's SimonGrander.com slash Tom Morks. Awesome. I'll make sure that's linked up in the show notes. And obviously you guys all heard it. Check it out. I know I will be because I want to check it out. So awesome, Simon. Really appreciate it, man. This is great stuff. Great. Awesome. And that wraps up another broadcast of In the Trenches. If you're interested in checking out the show notes, just head over to tomworkus.com slash podcast to see our latest episodes. Also, I just wanted to give a quick update to fans and listeners of In the Trenches and specifically what I'm working on right now. For the past two years, I've been publishing books, my own and others, through Insurgent Publishing, my boutique publishing company. In the past six months alone, I've helped four individual authors launch their books to bestseller on Amazon, including Dan Norris's The Seven Day Startup and David Nihil's Do You Talk Funny, among others. And both of those books are still top of the charts months after launch. I've learned two important things from all this. Number one, that people still read books. And believe it or not, they're willing to pay for the good ones. And number two, the $60 billion book industry is only getting bigger and the barrier to entry is only getting lower, which means access to this market has never been closer to the average writer, blogger, or author. It is literally within the grasp of anyone who wants it. But you need to know how to approach it the right way, with patience, with a strategy, and with the right implementation and execution. 
That's why I've been able to launch so many bestsellers, many that are still top of the charts, because we brought great books to the people who wanted and would pay for them. No slimy sales tactics, just honest, powerful marketing. Now, I want to show other authors and publishers how to do the same. Four months ago, I launched the pre-beta to a new super secret platform called Publishers Empire. In that time, I've helped a dozen authors and publishers start to bring their ideas to life. And with their help and feedback, we've quickly developed what is, in my opinion, the best, most comprehensive publishing training platform in the world. And now I'm getting ready to open the doors up to a few more students. So if you're interested in being part of a tight-knit family of publishers who help and support one another through their writing and publishing projects, if you want access to over 100 HT training videos to take you through the writing and publishing process, if you want access to proven copy and paste book marketing and sales copy, stuff that we've used to launch bestsellers, and if you'd like professional book covers and templates you could plug your own work into and look like a pro in minutes, and if you'd like all of that while getting the chance to be mentored by me, check out PublishersEmpire.com and sign up to be notified when we launch. That's www.publishersempire.com. I hope to see you there. As always, this is Tom Morcus. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. Thank you for listening to In the Trenches. Your creative work doesn't stop here. Join the resistance, the small but growing army of entrepreneurs and artists putting a dent in the world at www.tommorcus.com. Never fight alone. Join the resistance.